Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It is time to talk dogs. Darren Rowe, Mindfulness for Dogs, joins me on the line now. Morning to you, Darren. Good morning, Mel. So, it's a bit wet in Hamilton, though. <laughs> it's a bit wet most in many places today, that's for sure. It's uh, Which probably, you know, if this was if it was Guy Fawkes, it would bode well because less fireworks around yeah. on a wet night. Uh, if you do have a question about your animal's behaviour, your dog's behaviour too for Darren, make sure you get it in now because usually we run out of time and we don't get to them all. 0800 844 747. Or the text, if you'd like to text your question in, is 3920. But Halloween tonight and coming up on Friday, that means very quickly it follows Guy Fawkes. And I always remember back in the day uh, when I was a kid, ancient times, that you you could buy fireworks, you know, I think it was a few weeks before, like weeks before, a month before Guy Fawkes. So for Halloween, there would be double happies left in people's letterboxes and the likes, and it was very not cool. Or you'd go to the beach and you'd hang out and people would be dropping strings of double happies down gum. I guess them, I'm just surprised more people weren't maimed by it. But it's always been a real problem for the pets, hasn't it, uh, fireworks? Because uh, yeah. they're not great, are they? No, and, and anything really I'm talking about today um, applies to any kind of animal, really. Um, so what, one thing before we start, we actually forget about those animals that are out in the um, fields. So if we've got sheep and stuff like that, they get affected even as much as dogs do. Um, but we don't think about any of those. So cats particularly, I, I've got cats myself. Again, make sure your cats are put in as well. But we'll concentrate on dogs today, obviously. But um, yeah, make mm. sure your cats are put inside as well during the firework night. Yeah, because I, and I guess this also goes for any sort of loud noises too because the you know, cars yeah. backfire and the likes as well. Yeah. And, and and on that note, the next couple of days after firework night, just remember your dogs are still going to be a bit stressed out because of the fire if they, if they react to fireworks. So they may do some silly behaviours in the next sort of like three to four days after that. So give them a bit of slack. My area has, where I live, has fireworks quite frequently, I think, for different things being celebrated. It's not uncommon mm. at 11 o'clock on a night to hear a whole lot of fireworks go off all at once and then that'll be it for another week or two. Wow. Um, technically in Auckland, then um, that's against the law because it has to be um, no later than 10.30. <laughs> well, I don't think they're paying, they're not abiding by those rules. But so what are the things about fireworks? I mean, they're very unpredictable, aren't they? Yeah, so obvious ones that they're very loud. And um, obviously dogs aren't used to hearing those really loud noises. Um, but also there's a whole fra- a whole range of noises that we that dogs hear that we don't hear. So just a couple of sort of figures, if you understand megahertz and things like that. So so our hearing goes up to about 45,000 hertz. And that's quite high. That's like a really quite high-pitched tone if, if, as long as you're um, when you're about 18. But uh, sorry, ours goes up to 20,000. The dogs go up to 45. So all of those whizzes and bangs, there's much higher frequency that go with that that the dogs are hearing that we're not hearing. So it's not just literally the, the noises that we hear. There's way more going on for the dog than there is for us. Um, thankfully, they don't hear as low as us. They don't hear some of the rumbles, but they certainly do hear um, those really sort of loud bangs. Um, and it's, it's quite scary. They have no idea where they're coming from, and that's the other thing. Um, if you had something like a, a car or something like that, they, they, they see the car, they're scared of it, but they can place where it's coming from, the noise. Right. Whereas fireworks, they have no idea where it is, and that, that just sends them a bit crazy and, and um, sort of can build anxiety and stuff like that. And also then, obviously, when you get anxious and you get worried, you get scared. Mm. And that's the main problem, isn't it? When dogs get scared of fireworks and it just becomes totally overwhelming for the dog and, and they go into that flight and fight response. So they're either going to run away and, and God, countless people phone me over the years of, 
have lost their dogs, um, run away. I think one of my friends had a dog up in Wellsford and uh, the fireworks she got underneath her house and they, they lost her for three days. And they found, in the end, they found her about 10 k's away. Oh, wow. Very lucky they found them, actually. But, yeah, crazy. Or you get the opposite. They go into that fight response and they start getting aggressive towards you and things like that. Mm. So really, really um, important that we... Well, first of all, we social... We, we habituate, we desensitise these dogs to, to those noises when they're young. That would be the best option. But even if we don't, we can do lots of things to help them. Mm. So what about my to... dog? I've got a question for you about my dog. Um, she doesn't seem to give two hoots about fireworks. They don't face her in any way, shape or form. Or is that just my understanding? She did, Her behaviour definitely doesn't change when there's fireworks going off. Yeah, so, so that's what you really need to be looking at. Most people, most people know what their dog does. And, and during the fireworks and the build-up to fireworks, if they start showing those anxious sort of behaviours like sort of heavy panting, sort of pacing around, just doing random sort of pacing around, um, whining for no reason, um, destructive chewing, those kind of things, um, then that's a sign of anxiety. Um, and some dogs have done that for years and years and years and they, they build up like a phobia for that. Mm. But if your dog's not displaying them as behaviours, it's probably because you did the right thing when they were young, or, or just by chance possibly. Yeah, but definitely they, by know, chance. The fireworks were going, you just gave them loads of treats and they just built that positive association with the fireworks and then they weren't scared. We, we spent a long time last year doing that with our pups and um, last firework uh, thing, we, the, there was a, it wasn't fireworks, sorry, there was a house that was built just above, uh, just across from us and they took some fireworks off when actually when they moved in and our dogs were sat out there watching, having a great time. <laughs> we didn't realise it just literally popped off. Wow, so the, so the best thing is is to, is to desensitise them when they're young. So if you've yeah. got a puppy right now, yeah. make sure that they're getting used to So yeah, so fireworks going off, give them treats. Definitely, and if you were, uh, like always, if you go to my website, you can uh, find a blog on, on what we're talking about today to help you. So, um, but yeah, but definitely threatening. But I've got about 10 things that um, I think if you put these in place, then that's really going to help your dog to, to, to weather that night. And, and the next for a few days. Good stuff. Um, and bring those stress levels down, you know. Good, which is very important. If you do have a question too about your dog uh, and your dog's behaviour for Darren, then you can get it into us right now. 0800 844 747. Doesn't have to be about fireworks. It's just what we are going to discuss today. Or 3920 is the text. Right, so what do you need to do then, Darren, to keep your dog safe on Guy Fawkes? Right, so it sounds obvious, but keep the dog inside. <laughs> um, and the reason being, you, I say keep the dog inside, you've got to change your routine that day to make sure that your dog can still do the things it normally does. We want to keep the routines as much the same as we possibly can, right? So, so feed your dog a little bit earlier. So normally people feed their dog around 5 o'clock. If you feed them at 5, that's going to be from 5 till 10 is probably going to be the time when the fireworks are going off. So feed them earlier. That means you can get them outside, exercise and toilet it before 5 which is normally sort of when things, parties kick off and people start leaving bangers and stuff like that, yeah? Right. Um, and maybe give them a little bit more exercise, try and tie them out a little bit more than you would normally would. Obviously, look at their health. If they're obviously overweight and that kind of stuff, that's not a good thing. So make sure it's... Uh, um, specific to your dog but but make sure they've eliminated before they come in because that's going to be the thing that they're going to want to do and if you do have to take your dog outside during the fireworks please 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 put them on a lead don't just throw them out into the garden and just hope that they're going to come back because they probably won't 
Right, okay. Definitely. It's a very important thing. Uh, 0800 844 747 is the number two, by the way. 3920 is the text if you have a question for Darren Rowe, our, our canine behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs. I do have one from Jim for you. Uh, I lost my foxy pup for two and a half weeks. Found her miles away last fireworks season, but I put her out to the toilet. Yeah, she was gone. Keeping a good eye on her this year. She's only a pup, so she stays inside. All right, so Jim lost his, his foxy. Yeah. Two, two and a half that, weeks. That I know. Well, they get lost and we have no idea where they are. That happens a lot, though, when you take them out of the toilet and they just run off. Because remember, even when the fireworks have stopped, they're still scared. So there might just be a little bit of noise outside that just triggers that response and they just run off. Um, I'll, I'll jump forward a little bit to one of the points. Um, microchipping is a necessity if your dog's like that, because if the dog does get out, then there's no way of, of that dog being sort of recognised as being your dog. So um, if your dog does disappear, does run away, please, please phone dog control straight away. Um, yep, they're going to charge you if they pick their dog up. I don't know, some places are different, but they're probably going to charge you to get your dog back, but at least they know that they're looking for a dog, and mm. it will get back to you so much quicker. Remember, they're stressed already, so if they've got to spend the night in dog control, totally alien to them, as lovely as they are, it's still going to be really stressful for a dog, isn't it? And I guess also, if your dog, as you say, if your dog's got that, gets into that fight mentality, they're going to get aggressive, which isn't going to be good if they're out roaming. Potentially, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and, and obviously your dog's not normally aggressive. I, I think the dog controls are pretty pretty good at this time of year. They, they understand dogs more than most people, to be fair. So they wouldn't judge your dog just by that one accident. Yeah, one would hope so. Okay, so keep your dog inside during the fireworks season or fireworks yeah. setup. Wow, this is the thing. I mean, it can go on for a few nights, can't it? It's not just Guy Fawkes Night. Yeah, it can do. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, and there's a couple of different festivals afterwards as well, isn't there, um, that can cause speed. I think comes just after this one, which can cause all sorts of uh, fireworks. So, yeah, so it can be a lengthy uh, a lengthy experience for your dogs. Um, and remember, when they get really stressed and they go above that threshold of fight and flight, then that can take quite a long time to come back down to normality. Mm. So if you are taking your dogs out for walks and things during the day, just, just expect that some of the behaviours might be a bit more erratic than they normally would. So don't put them in those situations where they've got to make or they could potentially make the wrong choices. Okay, so keep them inside. What else do we need to be thinking about? Yeah, so um, think about how your dog um, normally lives. Having a nice den for them. So when they're scared, um, they like to go under things. So they'll, they'll crawl underneath tables and chairs and things like that. So set something up for them. In an ideal world, we did a, um, I think we did a talk on crates a while back. So if your dog's crate trained, cover the crate over with a blanket and keep the door open always. Never close the door because then that limits their options. They can't run away. Yeah. Um, but cover it over, make it nice and dark, um, put lots of toys in there and give them a place to want to be so that they can go in there and chill out rather than sort of trip, run around the, the house, jumping on the furniture, looking out the window and all that kind of stuff, making it ten times worse. Okay. Um, I have, so got a, if you haven't done crate training... Got a question from Alex. She says, uh, or he, thoughts on thunder jackets for dogs. What's a thunder jacket? Yeah, so thunder jackets are um, they're really good. Um, I, I do recommend them, actually. Um, so they're basically like a, a T-shirt, but it's a really tight-fitting T-shirt. And, and there's a bit of science behind the um, when dogs, because they can't hear the noises, they don't know where the noises are coming from, um, they ca- kind of get detached from themselves. It's kind of weird. So when you put a jacket on, it touches their skin and it brings them back to themselves and okay. grounds them, I suppose, if you want to use that word, so they can feel themselves. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, sort of tentative research out there to say that that's a really good thing. I, I've used them, and, and I think they're amazing. Um, so I would I would strongly recommend, even if you haven't got a thunder shirt, then just a T-shirt and tighten it 
sort of around, just something that touches their skin so they can feel themselves. Definitely, yeah. Oh, okay, never heard of that, but sounds interesting. Mm. Uh, I've got a question here from Alan. I think I know what your response is going to be. Our small dog is a cat chaser. When he's in our home, he's excellent, but if there's any chance of escape, he is gone and he won't respond to calling. He thinks it's a game. He's seven years old. Is an electric collar an option? No, definitely not. <laughs> um, is that one of the ones that he's uh, talking about where you have a, you have the sensors around your property and the dog can't go over that that area? Well, maybe, but either way, either way, those things are just, in my opinion, um, when you have electric fences and electric collars and things, it's just, just an excuse for, for bad or, or poor training, I guess. And, and you know, if, you, if you're trying to get quick results like that, then probably shouldn't get a dog, to be honest, because they're a living, breathing animal that, feels pain so probably not the best uh, option so what do you reckon Ellen um, should train do boundaries yeah train um, get a trainer in to help you definitely um but train boundaries but you, you're fighting against a predator prey driver so you need to be playing lots with tuggy we've done a um check podcast we've done quite a bit on tuggy stuff you need to vent that predator prey drive and then you need to put it on control and you need to have that drop command so there's a bit of training there um you can do it with any dog um chat bustles a little bit harder because they've got quite a strong prey drive but um you just need to put those basic trainings in, but you need to spend the time and go to classes at the end of the day if you've got that, or manage the situation so they can't do it. Okay, yeah, but they oh, can. Well, that's not e- going to be overnight. And that's easier said than not done half the time. Training. Yeah, and that's uh, easier said than yeah. done trying to manage the situation, I guess, sometimes if your gate's open or, or what have you. Anyway, if you have a question for Darren Rowe, canine behaviourist, about your animal or about your dog, 0800-844-747 is a number, or 39200 is a text. We're talking fireworks, but welcoming your calls about your questions. If you need some help, maybe keeping them on the lead, whatever you have, 0800-844-747. It's the Sunday Cafe with Mel Homer on Magic Talk. Okay, Darren, so we've spoken about fireworks night. You keep your dog inside. Uh, and you create a safe haven for your pooch as well. What else do you need to do to keep your dog safe on Guy Fawkes Night? Yeah, so so I quite often, well, we, we have loud music playing quite a lot anyway, but um, we put loud music on. Um, so, and we put it on before the fireworks start, and that's probably the most important thing. And, and you can, there's all sorts of studies about Mozart being quite calming for dogs. So you can do that. We, we put on a bit of sort of block and pop and that sort of stuff because it's got the, the thumpy music anyway. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do is drown out those um, sounds so they just become background noise. And depending on, obviously, you know, where you are, we're, we're out in the country, so anything we do here is quite distant normally. Um, but in town, it might be a little bit different and you don't want to get noise control <laughs> your radio playing so loud do you um and then also close the windows and uh, sorry close the curtains and the blind um so if the dogs can't see all the flashes then they won't sort of necessarily associate them with bad things um so you're really just trying to limit the exposure of your dog to the noise and to those flashes because um a bit like lightning those flashes are quite scary for dogs and they don't know where they're coming from and they're so quick that they don't really get a chance to register what it is even right. yeah make sure you've got your blinds closed um if you're going out or if you are um even inside keep your lights on um a lot of people they'll leave their dogs inside turn the lights off because i think the dogs will go to sleep but if you think about the lights outside the flashes are going to be much more intense inside if it's dark right so it's going to freak the dogs out even more so make sure you turn all your lights on if you do leave the house okay together. light the house up like a christmas tree another question for you yeah. here from hannah our lab is atrocious at pulling on the lead we have tried harnesses versus collars but no matter what she is no matter what she's walking with us so how can we improve her pulling when we are out walking so there's a really simple little tip and it's nothing to do with lead walking whatsoever okay if you imagine standing up and you imagine your dog being on your side yeah you're going to 
put your treat on your hip and you're going to bring it down your leg into your dog's mouth and your dog's nose is going to be at the level of your leg. And if you constantly do that over the next couple of weeks, your dog's going to start to build a really positive association of being by your side, as opposed to every time they're in front of you giving them a treat. So don't treat them for sitting in front of you anymore. Just treat them for being on the side, left and right. And what that will happen is your dog will start to think, actually, that's quite a cool place to be. I might try that a bit more. Do it inside, do it outside, keep doing it. And you'll get, you'll end up getting a dog that wants to be with you. And then that's half the problem leave walking. And do you do that when you're on your walks as well with your dog? So when you're on the walks, you're still going to get bad behaviour until that starts to catch up, until the value of being at your side catches up with the value of whatever's out in front of them. So it's a little bit of a time process, but it will start to sort of come back. And, and every time they, they go to sniff and you, and you call their name, they'll start to come back to you. And should you um, be giving the treats when you're actually on the walks as well? I would do when they're by your side. Yeah, mm. definitely. And, and what I might do is I might be walking along and I might just stop, bring them to my side and then do that just to reinforce that this is also a great position when we're on the walk as well. Yeah. And maybe you could try that out a few times. <laughs> yeah, this is the cool place to be. This is where the cool yeah, kids hang out. Day. Okay, so yeah, uh, right. there, there you go, Hannah. I hope that answers your question. Back to fireworks. So keep the curtains yeah. drawn, turn all your lights on, drown out the sound, uh, maybe not with some thrash metal, but, you know, with some music. <laughs> Safe haven for your dog and make sure you keep them inside. What else do we need to be thinking about? Yeah, don't don't um, restrict their access. Um, so don't give them a whole house, obviously, if you don't want them tearing around and all that kind of stuff. But but give them a couple of rooms so that they can sort of move around if they need to. When dogs feel restricted, then that's when they start to get scared um, if their normal sort of behaviour is not allowed. So if they've got a place where they normally go and lie down, then make sure they can still access that and put a bowl of water there right next to that place so that if they do need a drink. Remember, when we get stressed, we need to drink more. So, so that's a great thing to make sure there's proper fresh water everywhere for the dog. Yeah. Okay, so um, don't restrict it and keep, a, keep fresh water. Yeah, definitely. This is quite a contentious one, and um, every dog training speech will probably have a different idea on this one, but um, dogs are social learners, okay? So <clears throat> what I mean by that is that they, they're watching you when, when they're scared, and they're trying to decide what the appropriate behaviour they should do um, given the situation, right? So so if you're... When you've got fireworks, if you're going around doing things that you wouldn't normally do, like um, comforting the dog too much or cuddling them, what you don't normally do, and things like that, they'll start to get anxious about the fact that you're doing different things, and that will start to make them anxious about the fireworks because they'll think the fireworks are affecting that. So try and keep your routines exactly the same. Um, when I don't cuddle dogs when they're scared, um, I'll redirect into play or something like that, and I'll try and... Um, there's a great game you can do from Susan Garrett where you, um, you just uh, throw a treat across the room so they have to run over and grab it and then they come back to you and get another treat those sort of silly little games right just to redirect into something more appropriate rather than cuddling when you cuddle a dog sometimes that can make the situation a lot worse sometimes it can make it better but sometimes it can make it worse so just it's all about your dog really but those little games toy play and stuff like that are much better ways to uh, to show affection um definitely that's interesting because i'm sure a lot of people do straight away go to give the dogs big cuddles when they seem to be scared it seems a natural thing to do yeah. it's what you do with your kids it is exactly yeah, but I think I think the general um, sort of research is that that's not necessarily the best thing for dogs. Just keeping everything the same, as consistent as you possibly can. They will get through it in the end. Actually, they normally get through it. Um, but uh, just yeah, redirect into a toy or redirect into a, a treat, throwing a treat, giving them something to their brain, something to do to forget about the noise. It's the best thing. Okay, what else do we need to be thinking about? So much, isn't it? So much to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make your house escape proof. So before you uh, before firework night couple of days beforehand, make sure all your windows close. I've seen dogs get through centimetre gaps in windows and escape. 
that's crazy what they'll do. Um, so make sure all the windows that you can close properly, um, especially if you put your dog in the back room and the windows there. Right? I've seen dogs escape from garages like that. Um, also think about who's coming around your house. It might not be so much of a problem um, for the white cattle in Auckland and whoever else goes into lockdown between now and then. But um, if people are coming in and out your house, make sure your dog can't nip out the door because they will go out if they're scared. So maybe have a baby gate there or something like that or... You know, just just make sure your guests are aware that your dog is going to could be scared and could shoot out. Right. Okay. Um, so spend the week just of, trying to make sure that your house is escape proof. Yeah, a lot of dogs um, will charge out of the house when the door opens and go into the main road. And if there's a car there, you know what's going to happen. So yeah. you want to really make sure your front gate's closed and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So there's a lot to think about here: escape proof, yeah. uh, microchipping, social learning. Make sure they've got a safe spot. Play the music. I like that bit the best. What else should we be thinking about? Um, dogs love to chew, and when they're stressed, they love to chew even more. So give them some really cool things to chew. Um, if your dogs don't eat bones, don't give them bones because that's probably going to make them sick. Um, a lot of people wouldn't feed bones anyway, but again, that's your choice. But if they don't eat bones normally, don't just give them a bone this day because they will be sick. Um, we use the Kongs. They're those little um, toys that you can stuff treats in, any of those kind of things. Make sure they're, they're good quality, you know, not cheap knockoffs. Um, and fill them with treats. We get two or three of them. We freeze one or two of them and we throw them in that crate or in that den that we've created for the dogs just to give them somewhere to go and chew and that will help them they'll normally sort of i think it releases um melatonin and um, uh, serotonin and it kind of makes them sleep so that's really what you're looking for and then if you really can't cope um get your dog down to the vet because there are a whole host of different sort of medications that your dogs can uh, the vet can prescribe for your dog um clamic harm and stuff like that that can help just bring those stress levels down and let your dog sort of deal with the world a little bit better but just be aware that those can sometimes take a couple of weeks to affect the dog right so you need to have a bit of planning in that one and and there are a whole lot of natural alternatives that um, you can research um for dogs but just be a bit careful and make sure that they're not going to affect the dog in a bad way yeah and you probably need to have been thinking about that before a week out from yeah. or not even a week out Definitely, from yeah. from guy fawkes so what else can we really do to help our pets get through guy fawkes night yeah so so really we've the reason i'm talking about it now we've got five days and that's kind of perfect to, to do this sort of desensitizing so if you go on to um uh, youtube or you go onto my blog there's a link to um uh sort of video with loads of firework noises and what you do is you start by playing that really quietly in the background with your dog or your puppy or whatever um, and you just give them lots of treats and you're trying to build that positive association so every time they hear the firework they get a treat and they go oh the fireworks aren't as scary as I thought they were because I'm getting something positive and then what you do over the space of a few days you slowly increase the volume of that uh, um, video so that they start to hear it louder and louder and louder but still giving the treats um, uh, sort of forming that positive association and then in the end they'll just sit there and just go wow it's fireworks where's my treats so it could take a time obviously if your dog gets stressed because you put it too loud and you know what people are like they want to rush and get it done do it slowly if you do it too loud your dog starts panting stressing pacing bring it down again start again and move forward again yeah how much how long per day should you be playing your fireworks Oh, I would I would do maybe five minutes, five or six minutes, maybe a couple of times a day. The more you can do it really in a positive way, the better result you're going to get. Um, but obviously, it's got to fit in with your life. Um, and, and, you know, I would be doing this every year. I wouldn't be doing it just before fireworks. I'd be doing it through the year as well, just mm. so that, you know, I'm not rushing around fireworks night. So it's pretty much like <laughs> the desensitising yourself to with the baby, with the new baby, get a baby crying yeah. beforehand. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same process. But it's it's about that delivery of treats and delivery of, of something positive. Now, it could be toys, it could be anything that 
that motivates your dog in a positive way. Yeah, good stuff. I know some people don't like giving treats, but yeah. Well, you know, it's fireworks. It's it's the week of fireworks, and we really want to keep our animals safe because you hear horrific stories. Hey, Darren, thanks so much. Really appreciate the time today and the fireworks advice too. And remember, you can go Mindfulness for Dogs and you can find out all the information we've just been talking about or follow Darren on Facebook as well and uh, get some tips for your pooch as well. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.